Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Welcome to the Church Planner Coaching Podcast. My name is Dino Sinesi, and I am the Director of Coaching for the Sin Network, and I have with me my friend and my uh, fellow coach, Eddie Hancock from Idaho today. Eddie, is it cold in Idaho? Hey, I'm telling you, it's not as cold as it has been. We're, we're all the way up in the 40s. We've been down in the single digits for quite some time, so uh, we're figuring out what to do now with all the snow that's melting as, a, as opposed to all the snow that's falling. <laughs> yeah, so we actually had some ice in South Carolina, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that you, some people were swimming in the snow in Georgia even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it was like we call it the snowpocalypse in South Carolina because you would have thought our dusting of snow was going to end uh, humanity as we knew it, but uh, it turned out <laughs> it turned it turned out fine. So all is well, and uh, thank God for you and your leadership at the First Southern Baptist Church of Caldwell, Idaho, and thank God for your leadership nationally for church planter coaching. Uh, you focus in on the West, but we get you spread out a lot of different places, and God's used you as a coach developer in an incredible way. So appreciate you today, my friend, uh, uh, and appreciate you being with me. Uh, so we're going to talk today about about going beyond the basics. And as you begin to grow as a coach, what are some things you need to hone in on? And today we're going to uh, talk specifically about establishing a clear objective, establishing a clear objective in an individual coaching conversation. So let me ask you, uh, as a coach begins to coach more, you started logging hours yourself, uh, what starts changing? What starts changing in you as a coach uh, when you start coaching more? You know, when I first started, uh, Dino, I, I disciplined myself to uh, um, to focus on a process in a conversation itself, to, to do a, a, the structure of the conversation. Uh, you know me well. I'm not a very disciplined person, and my mind is always all over the place. Uh, but the structure of a conversation uh, helped me a bunch. And the way it helped me was, as I coached more, I found my mind being more quiet. When I first started coaching, it's kind of funny. I, I'm inside my own head. I'm thinking about the com- the question I'm going to ask next. Uh, it was so bad, I would have to stop the conversation sometimes and say, now, what did you just say? Because I'm more thinking about what's inside me than what the person I'm coaching is saying uh, and just missing the whole point. Uh, but the more I coached, the more quiet my mind, be- mind became, and I was able to listen at a much higher level to, the, to what, was, what was being said. And that that to me was the biggest change. And, and I felt that that was a way that I could really attend to uh, and serve the person that I'm coaching and help them. That is such an incredibly insightful comment about the voices in your head. You know, we always talk about church planters, that a coach is there to help quiet the voices. But the second dynamic in a coaching relationship is the coach himself. And there's all kinds of yeah. things that's feeding into my mind, my past experiences, my opinions about certain things, even my personality, my wiring and my temperament is feeding me. And something at, at a certain point in the process has to quiet the voices in the coach's mind so God could clearly yeah. lead, lead forward and and help us help others be that encourager uh, to other people that we coach. So great insight yeah. for you. Uh, now, what are the challenges to improving your coaching? Uh, so now you're kind of, the voices have been quiet. It's much more relational. It's much less structured, at least robotic in a sense. So what are some challenges to growing and improving? 
You know, I think the, the biggest challenge that we're seeing is just actually doing it. Um, we, we're all really, really busy. Uh, and sometimes, well, we're, we all know we're busy doing the stuff that's on our plate. Some of it matters, some of it doesn't. But it makes scheduling a coaching conversation pretty challenging because life is happening not only for the, for the person being coached, but the coach himself. Um, so that's, that's probably the simplest challenge to get at. Uh, when I put a, a conversation on a calendar or on a schedule, just keep into it because everything, everything conspires against that conversation. Um, the other thing that I think was a challenge is just disciplining myself to follow the person, uh, you know, my coachee's agenda. Uh, it is so easy to step in uh, to their life. You know, that's what I'm used to. I, I think it's Keith Webb or somebody else uh, uh, says pretty regularly that he's a recovering teller. Well, I'm much more comfortable telling somebody what they need to do rather than helping them discover what they need to do. Uh, so th that to me inside the conversation is kind of a challenge. I, I always have ideas. That's not hard. Uh, the, so the hard thing for me is just staying riveted to their agenda and listening well so that I can help them process what's going on in their own head without adding uh, to it the stuff that's going on in my head. Yeah, the, ch the challenge as a coach is to stay in my lane when I coach. Yeah. And, uh, because uh, I have had a lot of years of experience at telling people and giving advice. And God's used that. It's not all bad when uh -huh. you give people advice. But to shift from an, a teller and an advice giver to a listener – and to walk alongside yeah. person is a, is a pretty uh, seismic shift. Uh, what was one of the keys for you to make that shift? Um, you know, I think that one of the keys was actually being coached. Uh, you were you were my first coach, and you served me really well. In fact, remember I asked you a question, who's, what's the most difficult personality type to coach? And, and I followed it quickly by saying, I think that's me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and you did such a good job staying in your role. Uh, yeah, like you said, staying in your lane, um, that that helped me a lot. Uh, um, and just being coached, because, you know, there are two sides. One, there's a coaching discipline, but the other side is actually being coached. I don't know what's going on in the mind of the person that's being coached unless that's going on in my mind by experience, too. So that's just helped me a, a, a huge amount. Uh, my world really changed when, when I was coached. Uh, and well, I've told you before, my first coaching conversation, I was naive, I, I green as grass. I had no earthly idea what I was doing. And I volunteered to be coached in front of the group like we do in our MAP trainings. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brian Winterstein uh, out of Washington, D.C. Uh, and Maryland uh, coached me. And, oh, oh, my goodness, he had me completely exposed in three questions. I was yeah. like, wow, this is what this is like. Yeah, so uh, this is incredible. <laughs> I want to segue to establishing clear objective, but I do want to sum up a couple of things based on what you're saying and what we're discussing. Number one, if you're a new coach or you're, you're starting out, or even if you're an experienced coach, there's, there's two things that's critical to your development. Get a coach, and it might yeah. be even a peer that's, that's trying to develop yeah. their coaching skills as well. But get, get a coach so you could experience coaching. And we do that through the map. There's peer coaching that follows through our one-day uh, coach training and orientation. We call it the one-day coaching map. Uh, and then, yeah. But coach people because unless you coach, you'll never really get a sense of what it's like, and you'll never make some of these transitions you need to make as a coach. Some clear growth tips. Absolutely. We're going to do more coaching, growing coach tips at a future podcast of Beyond the Basics. 
uh, podcast, but I want to talk about establishing clear uh, objective. This is one specific discipline we want to focus in on in the minutes that we have remaining today. So, Eddie, what does it mean to establish a clear objective in a coaching relationship? You know, one of the conversations that I've learned to ask and uh, early on in a conversation is what would you like to work on today? Um, or what would make this conversation uh, valuable to you? Uh, the first one seems to be more clear. Uh, this conversation is a working conversation. Uh, it, it, is, it's, it is designed to accomplish something. So there is a goal that, that the person I'm coaching is working on. It's, it's kind of a bigger picture. But this conversation is to help them articulate or actually come up with steps to help them move forward in the accomplishment of their goal. So this conversation has purpose. So the, the objective of the conversation really defines what it, it clarifies success uh, of, the, of the conversation uh, when it is finished. What are we working on? What do we hope to accomplish in this conversation that becomes the key? Um, so what do you want to work on? is absolutely essential. And then helping that person clarify that and how important it is to the accomplishment of their goals. That's how I know if we've done anything worthwhile in this hour or hour and 15 minutes that we have. Yeah, good point. And, and you're helping me process through some of this too, because just asking one question usually does not clarify a clear objective, but it starts no. the conversation. In the same sense, early in a coaching relationship, uh, it may take a while to help your planter really understand what you mean when you say, what would you like to work on today? So how do yeah. you, what's your follow-up question? So if you, if you said, what do you want to work on today? And the answer was vague, how would you help him clarify in his mind what he wants to work on? You know, there are a couple of different ways to go there. One is, one is to ask, like if it, I would ask, how, do, how will this help you accomplish the goal that we're working on? Uh, you know, sometimes we have series goals, um, a big picture thing, like some, somebody wants to um, do some kind of an outreach event or they'd like to work on their structures. Well, those are big picture things. We want to narrow it down to some things that they can accomplish in the next couple of weeks to help them move forward. So I would ask, what, how will this help you accomplish your goal? Another question would be, what, what makes this important to you today? Um, and then, of course, there's the whole SMART uh, goal tool where you, you begin to ask questions. What makes this? How is this simple? Um, how are you going to measure this when you've accomplished it? You kind of work through that SMART, SMART goal or SMART questions to help somebody really narrow uh, specifically what, they're, what they would like to work on. Now, we're not working on just anything. We're working on something that really is important to them to help them do what God has pressed into their heart. So we want to be really, really clear on this. Yes, and, and what you mentioned, too, is that when this objective is established, it becomes a thread that remains throughout this portion of the coaching conversation. So then you can go back and say, have we accomplished what you yeah. set out to accomplish today? Or even the highlight question can help you when you say, what's the highlight of this conversation? Did we hit the target? Uh, what's so important with a planter is to build trust. And yeah. if, if we leave the track and chase an agenda after he's already uh, told us what he wants to work on, then the trust level is, is often questioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what is this guy? Is he a spy for the sin network? What's this coach doing in my <laughs> life that, that he's not, he's not listening. So establishing a clear objective, uh, 
And and what is the highest value that this uh, this brings to the conversation in your mind? You know, it, it it helps us articulate the action steps at the end, and to me, it it's what makes this conversation valuable. Um, we have we talk over coffee all the time. Uh, we talk in a in a conceptual world all the time. We're, we we deal big picture. In fact, I hear over and over again, I'm a visionary. I'm a big picture kind of a guy. Well, bread and butter is when big picture hits the road. Uh, what are we doing uh, to move forward? And the clear objective helps us in this conversation articulate steps. And then when the steps are articulated, and then even more so when they're implemented, uh, we can look back and say, okay, we did what this person did what they said they were going to do. Did they achieve the objective that they had in mind when they charted out the plan or the way forward? How can they evaluate based on what they did? How can they make adjustments based on what they learned? It just it just helps with life. It helps with forward movement and, and such a high level. And Eddie, one of the byproducts of, of keeping this thread consistent is it gives the coach a way to evaluate himself. How am I really doing? Yes. Am I helping yeah. him get a clear objective? Am I helping him follow through? And some of that evaluation will come in the next conversation we had. Yes. And then some of that will be at the end of a series of six to eight conversations where we could say, how many of these series? So a planter in conversation number one says in the next three months, I want to have for example, set up a small groups system for di- for disciple making. I, I want to find leaders. I want to start groups, whatever, or are there somewhere they are in that continuum. And so did that actually happen? Is that initiative bearing fruit? So we walking with a planter over a series of times, uh, a time can understand how are we doing on helping them get clarity, helping them see yeah. better what God wants them to do in the future. Uh, so yeah. Let's do some quick tips. So here's a coach who says, I'm not good at establishing a clear objective. I'm going to give you a second Mm -hmm. to think, uh, but say, here's one power tip I would give him on how to establish a clear objective. Oh, gosh, that's so easy, Dino. It's just ask. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the power tip. You Mm -hmm. know, ask, what would you like to work on? Um, Again, our our discipline is to follow the, the the coachee or the planter's agenda. So, how do we know what the agenda is if we don't ask? Um, so, you're always asking. Um, that to me would be key um, to clarifying that. Yeah, and and I would add I would add a tip to that. So, we have one is just ask. What do you what do you work mm-hmm. want to work on today? The second one, and I kind of put a slash on this one is as a coach, listen well and evaluate. Because the first thing out of a planter's mouth, if you're coaching me, the first thing out of my mouth probably would be a little fuzzy. So I want to evaluate, is that fuzzy or is that clear? And how can I help him make it clear? Don't be afraid to press the person you're coaching. You say, could you clarify a little bit more what you're talking about? Uh, and, And because we're giving him a gift, we're like Jamie Lamotta talks about the optometrist. We're like the optometrist say, could could you, do you see that clearly now? Do you see that more clearly? If we could help him get clarity, uh, he's going yeah. to come through on a lot higher level and follow through. So, we'll, you know, there's one other thing that one other thing kind of comes to my mind, you know, is, is just uh, checking in. And you, we've alluded to that earlier, mm-hmm. you know, checking into the conversation, also checking in in a, in a series. Are we getting at what you want to work on? Uh, are we, uh, you know, because I mean, the, the coach can go on tangents. 
but the planter can go on tangents as well. It's a dynamic conversation. And so when you have the objective clarified, you, you mentioned ask what it is, I'm clarified. And then during the conversation, just keep that clear picture in front of, uh, well, throughout the conversation, or even the series. Is this where you'd like to go? Is this, are we getting at what you would like to work on? Is this helpful to you? Uh, that helps you stay focused because uh, focus can, we can get out of focus. Yeah, great, great words, very helpful. Checking back in. I think the most important thing, uh, a potential benefit of, of establishing clear objectives and continually checking back is to build trust with that planter. God has us in this unique position to help him pursue his unique kingdom assignment. So there's something really yeah. unique about him and about the context. And so we're here for him. Uh, listening well, establishing clear objectives, and checking back and following back helps the planter trust the coach on a much higher level and bear uh, much fruit. In the show notes today, uh-huh. Eddie, I want to offer a digital version of the one-day coaching map uh, participant guide. You may have been through a map, you may may not, but it has certain exercises. It explains SMART goals, and it has some different things that I think will be real helpful for a, a fledgling coach. I hope that there'll be a one-day map in your city really soon to help you learn and sharpen your skills a, as a coach. But if you want to move beyond the basics to keep growing as a coach and to establish clear objectives is critical. Until next time, thank you, Eddie, for being with us. And I want to encourage all of you to keep coaching. You've been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.